0: First point guard, Trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond, and you are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Available wherever you get podcasts, and now also available on YouTube. We are up over 700 subscribers on YouTube, and we are pushing to get to a thousand by Halloween. I'm recording this on the evening of October 20th, so by the time you're listening to this, less than less than uh, 11 days ago, 10 days ago. It's, it's it's coming up on us quick and we can't get to 1,000 without your help. I, I can't get to my goal without your help. So if you're a new listener, uh, smash that subscribe button on YouTube. If you're a longtime listener who hasn't subscribed on YouTube, do me a favor and go to YouTube right now and subscribe, support the show, support your boy. I would truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, head on over to YouTube and, and smash that button for me. Uh, today's show, let's talk all things Triple Age Season, Oprah. A 124-121 loss to the season, uh, loss to the season, loss to the Sacramento Kings uh, in the first game of the season. Let's... Here's your fastest recap in the West. Here's what happened in case you missed it. Blazers looked uh, bad early. Uh, Starters struggled in their first shift, but they were only down one at the end of the first quarter. But then a rocky second quarter, particularly close to the half, found themselves down 13 at halftime. And the third quarter was a repeat of the first half. Starters got shellacked by the Kings starters. The bench came in and gave a little energy, but they didn't close the quarter well. They trailed by as many as 18 in the third quarter as Harrison Barnes got busy. And that 13 point lead was a 15 point lead by the time we head to the fourth quarter. And they really didn't crack too much into it until about the five minute mark, down 13 with five minutes left. They made their late charge, pulled all the way within one on a late steal out of bounds. Uh, on a as the King in's of the ball, Damon CJ double teamed Tyrese Halliburton, stole the ball from him, laid it in, down one. Blazers play the foul game. Commit, a, commit an intentional foul. Send Harrison Barnes to the free throw line. He hits two to set a career high to go along with a career high. Eight made three-pointers. Blazers down three. Who else gets the ball than Damian Lillard? Here's the problem. Dame's 0 for 8 at this point, and he dribbles into a three that would have made him 1 for 8. It was a decent look, albeit pretty deep, against Mo Harkless, former Blazer great. Dame's off. Buzzer sounds. Blazers are 0 and one That's your fastest recap in the West. Now let's dig into the nitty gritty. Here's here's sort of what we learned. I I think we saw, um, you know, I I. Um there were some there were probably more negatives for me watching this game um and this rarely happens to me but I think the post game uh talking with Chauncey Billups and, and Damian Lord and, and and Yusuf Nurkic I was kind of convinced that this wasn't as troubling um maybe that is like specifically me me drinking the Kool-Aid but let's dig into the bad and the good we'll start with the good and then we'll move on to the troubling and then we'll kind of look ahead what we learned about Billups as a head coach and 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 uh in in one game sample size 48 minutes of uh of the Chauncey Bellop's coaching career in games that count. So here's the good news. The bench looks good. The Blazers have bench players that can contribute this year. Uh, they played their nine-man rotation. If you're, if you're a regular listener, you knew exactly what the rotation was going to look like. I've been telling you for almost a month now that I thought this was their nine-man rotation, and this is what it was. Dame, CJ, Norm, uh, Rocco, and Nurk. That's Damon Lowers, CJ McCollum, Norman Powell, Robert Covington, Yusuf Nurkic starting at starting five. Uh, your first sub off the bench tonight, Nazir Little at the six-minute mark of the first quarter coming in to replace CJ McCollum. Uh, they staggered Dame and CJ a bunch, uh, uh, sliding Norm down to the shooting guard, letting Nas play small forward. Then Larry Nance Jr. and uh, and Cody Zeller came in as a group, and then Anthony Simons was your ninth guy off the bench, and that was the groupings. Um, a little bit more about that later in the show, but, but it was what we thought, and all four of those gentlemen who came off the bench, I thought, provided something that was pretty positive. Larry Nance wasn't very good in this game. Like, he he was um, he was part of lineups that played well, but I don't think he specifically played particularly well. So let's let's say that the bench played well. Nance showed some promise. He has some skills, but this was not a good Larry Nance game. This wasn't a game that you're like, oh, oh, I see. Uh, but it, all the other guys, Ant and Nas and Cody, were. Exactly what you could want. Cody Zeller, for most part of the game, was the Blazers' best center. Um, I was joking about it uh, on press row, but like I was like, <laughs> hey, the dude with the mask, Cody Zeller playing with a mask because he broke his nose, like, the dude with the mask is the Blazers' best center right now. Um, the other big dude is just not playing well. And Nurk kind of redeemed himself I thought he played really, really well down the stretch. Um, smart. Aggressive basketball down the stretch, but his first um, couple shifts, his first his his first and first through third quarter was um, not very good as was as was the rest of the team. Uh, and and Cody was really good. His energy changed the game. Um, his rebounding, his he you know he had his first bucket as a Blazer was catching it out of a, a pick and roll. A double they double teamed the ball He catches it in a pick and roll and the kind of sees part thinking that he's going to kick to the one of the wings, the two guys in the corners, and he just dunks, crams it easily. Um, a center that dunks. With a dunks when he has the opportunity. What a special thing. I wish there was more of that. I but you do too. Um so yeah, I thought I thought Cody Zeller was good. Um, I thought uh I I thought Nas, who was the first sub off the bench, you know, his first bucket is a is a Euro step on the left side, finishing with his uh finishing with his right hand. I thought he looked good. He had some other energy plays, just chasing down rebounds and stuff. You know, energy was really what the Blazers needed. They just they were so sloppy early with the starters that um that having the the bench guys come in and just kind of play with um, a little bit of recklessness, a little bit more juice really, um, really kind of helps some of the sloppiness. Plays this re- is still really sloppy early in this game. First half, they're really, really careless with the ball in every type of way. Uh, bad passes, dribbling off your foot, forcing passes that weren't there, throwing easy passes, poorly throwing hard, making harder passes and not simple reads like every type of thing. But um, just the, the bench coming in uh, Zeller played with a ton of juice. Um, and Nas played with a ton of juice. And Ant, as long as we're doing everybody's first basket, Anthony Simon's first basket, a sweeping hook across the lane. My goodness. Uh, I, sat, I I had the pleasure of sitting next to Jason Quick on, uh, on Press Row in the arena tonight. And he said to me, we've never seen that before. And I said to him through a mask, yep, I don't think we have. Um, and if the translation <laughs> through the mask is yep, I don't think we have, because uh, I don't think we had. Like I, that was like a uh, that was a brand new bag. Baby's got a brand new bag from uh, uh, for Anthony Simons that that sweeping hook, and and they just played well. This wasn't like you know set the world on fire, and if, like uh, even if you look at the box scores for these guys, it wasn't like it, these weren't life changing moments. And out of the, off the bench, like Nizzi Little finished with seven points and three boards, and shot three of five. Cody Zeller five points, six rebounds, and assists, assist to steal and a block in nineteen minutes, and Simons with eleven and four. Like he had a really, he had a really nice game, um, you know, they, but this wasn't like, you're not like, I mean, I guess 11 and four from Anthony Simons is like worth noting. Like put that one, put, you know, mark that down. That's like a really dependable game off the bench, but this isn't like, um, you know, it's not going to make sports center. Um, this was just solid, solid bench play. Uh, I think that's undeniably, undeniably good. Um, there were other bad things. <laughs> we'll get into them in the second in the second segment but real quick like I thought the other positive so the bench playing well is a positive the Blazers haven't had this kind of useful depth um Nance Larry Nance didn't play well but you could you there were moments where you could see that he can be useful it just his ability to play defense is useful like he was he's, he's just um he's got a little bit of juice there and the Blazers could really use some of that defense we'll, we'll talk about that in the bad segments coming up next uh but I I thought the way the Blazers played in the last six minutes of this game was the part of like what you got to classify as good um they just you, they, they just played at a level like i don't want to k- chalk it all up to energy because i think some of the energy that they used in the um, middle quarters was just shitty energy it was just they made they, you know you play hard but you play hard in the wrong way that's still playing hard right like um if, if you, it, you can you can try but if you're trying to do something that isn't the plan or not executing the plan properly uh the effort is wasted so it wasn't all just effort but i thought they were just sharper and more physical um and, and really brought it in the last six minutes and like showed that they can be um sort of capable of ratcheting up a little bit uh, and i i thought that was that was promising the last six minutes you kind of saw like not like what this team can be because they were down 18 to the kings and had to rally had to freaking rally back from down 18 and down 13 with five minutes left to make this a game and they made it a game and the kings um gifted them some things along the way but like i think the last six minutes if you're pointing to like hey Hey, this this is um, this could be th- this is this could be something that is meaningful for us. Uh, I I thought there was there was some positives to take away, albeit that is some rose-colored glasses, which I'm why I'm not digging in too deep because uh, play hard in final six minutes of game you're losing is not exactly a positive headline. Um, it's a necessity, right? Like it's a necessity. You would just you would like to see um, that sort of the way they played, you know, maybe show up at any other point in the first forty-two minutes of the. Con- Contest. Um, here's a positive that Yusuf Nurkic said that is the negative, and we're going to talk about it in the second segment. Nurk, in his post game, um, if you're a longtime listener, you know that I kind of think Nurk, Nurk's quotes are, um, I find them. Um, not super useful because I feel like a lot of times he's trying to say the right thing as opposed to the say the thing he, he truly feels. Um, and so I'm like, it's like, he's, it, 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 I just don't take too much from it, but he said something I thought was really interesting. And I want to give him credit for saying something I thought was really interesting. Uh, ask about like what positive takeaways. He said, one of the positive takeaways was that they can see what they did wrong on defense. They, they're able to just lean into what they did wrong on defense. They're, they're able to, to have put it on film Know what they did wrong and 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 be able to commit to correcting those mistakes. And he 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 highlighted that as a positive is the opportunity to improve their defense. That's an optimistic read from Yusuf Nurkic. I think the defense was part of the bad parts. It was part of the problem. Let's talk about uh, that in the second segment. We talked about the good. Now let's lean into a little bit to the bad here in the second segment. But before we do that. Let's talk about McDonald's. This episode of Lockdown Blazers is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty affordable food it's a place where friends and family come to connect a place where classmates can meet up for study group knowing they'll have dependable wi-fi and endless supplies of fries and mcflurries win or lose it's a place where teammates competitors the home team or the away team can come to recharge it's the place you always look forward to stopping on a long road trip to refuel Listen, if you haven't played a basketball tournament and stopped late at night and gotten way too many McNuggets, me and you aren't the same. That is a... That is a that is a classic classic youth basketball. Uh, uh, middle of the day or late night on the way home. Uh, a uh, fueling spot, McDonald's. Uh, many many a uh, McDonald's in uh, North Chapel Hill has 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 saved me on my trek home. So, uh, here's what you should do. You should head over to your local McDonald's right now and refuel and reconnect. Ba da ba ba ba. I'm loving it. Right. So we talked about what went right for the Blazers against the Kings and their, their uh, season-opening game. Let's let's shift a little bit to what went wrong. Um, th- more went wrong than went right. But let's be honest. Uh, the the Blazers starting group looked bad early. I think that's that's a real problem. I'm. Um, I mean, it's not something that I think is going to be a big issue going forward. But it's undeniable that it was that was a problem in this game, uh, and. It, po- like sort of like the big picture thing um that went wrong is the defense and 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 I want to talk about that too but like there's some other stuff that I think um is is before we dig in deep to the defense uh th- like the more the things that are also problematic um i didn't think the blazers got up enough threes early in this game they end up shooting 35 uh, but a lot of those came late in the scramble uh th- they attacked the rim a bunch. They crushed the Kings in paint points, uh, dominated at paint points. But, uh, this was, I, I think they left some, they, they left some points on the board by not shooting threes and the Kings were reigning in threes. And the, some of the difference in this game was just Harrison Barnes hit, um, hit, hit eight three pointers. Uh, and Damian Lord went over nine from three. Rashawn Holmes made one three pointer Damian Lord zero. Uh, that's bad news. Uh, Fast break points, Blazers outscored twenty to two in fast break points. They're never the Blazers are never gonna be a team that runs. Um as long as Damian Lord's on the team, they're not gonna be a team that runs. Um you know, use of Nurkic, Damian lord that combo's not gonna run. They can be a really good half court team, but like um, they need to get they need to get transition some transition opportunities. They can't they can't get crushed there. Um, that that's an issue. So I think those are two big ones like for me. But the biggest problem in this game, you know, early turnovers uh, particularly. But the biggest problem in this game is defense. They just couldn't they couldn't stop um, uh, they couldn't stop the Kings. And it's not a surprise. The Blazers were a bad defensive team last year. They looked like a bad defensive team for almost all of this game too. Let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk about what what the bad defense looks like. Um, Some of it is basic stuff. Uh, They got beat down the floor three times after a make. De'Aaron Fox grabbed the ball, ran into the paint. Stopped the ball in transition. Simple stuff like that. Uh, They 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 didn't weren't like they would didn't force a ton of turnovers uh, on their own they had they only had 13 deflections in this game they weren't um that's courtesy of nba.com's tracking so those numbers might not be exact but like you know they this wasn't a, a they didn't weren't slapping the ball around forcing a ton of turnovers and getting out on the break uh they just they gave up too many threes they gave up too many looks to Harrison Barnes and it kind of starts and and this is getting back to the use of Nurkic point for that I closed the first segment with is like they weren't good at the point of attack and yusuf nurkic said that it was a positive that they were that they were able to sort of um d- identify and diagnose exactly what went wrong with the defense he sees that as a positive that comes away from this game because they didn't play well and now they have it on film and they've got 81 more of these bad boys but i asked nurk specifically and i thought and i asked chauncey about this too because i was kind of trying to dig into the x's and o's on the defense so i could share it with you here that's what i want my role to be when i'm covering these games is kind of bring you um bring you a little closer to what what um what the guys wanted to know about this type of thing um, or what they felt when it, from the type of things we want to know rather uh, is, is, you know, kind of what went wrong. And I thought Chauncey Billups made two interesting points. Uh, and then, and then we'll get to Nurk. is that, so Billups said that he felt that the team was over helping a little bit. And that would have been my, um my, observation as well is that i felt like when they would come over and help to the ball the kings were able to manipulate see the help coming see the help coming all the way to the middle and then swing it to the weak side somebody scrambles you make one more pass You're, you get them in a scramble one more pass and it's a wide open three so some of it is is, is just as, as simple as just over help and then the other thing he said was interesting is he used he used kyp which is a coaching uh, coaching term i love KYP is know your personnel, and by when, what he meant specifically there is that when Harrison Barnes has hit five threes you know he's going to put up a couple more the dudes hit five threes um you got to there was his seventh three-pointer is a great example of this the ball goes into the corner to De'Aaron Fox he's got the ball in the left corner uh he's got De'Aaron Fox has a man immediately in front of him I believe is CJ McCollum then Yusuf Nurkic has come all the way he's at the low block in front of the rim right and uh so that's that's two people between him and the basket and Robert Covington is all the way at the nail he's fully at the nail which is the center of the free throw line uh there's a nail in there in case uh in case you check it out next time you're Basketball court. It'll be there. Uh, he's all the way at the nail. Um, so. Th- that's you know two feet in the paint, and the and the far corner guy is also pulled all the way in. I I, I believe it was Norman Powell, but it might have um it might not have been. Uh, but but as my recollection is, it's Norm and Norm's all the way pulled in. He's not all the way in the paint, but his hips are are facing Fox in the corner. That's eight eyeballs on him. Dame is kind of at the uh, at the he's one pass away at the wing. He's also see he's not facing Fox because he's he's guarding his man. But that's that's eight eyeballs on Fox. All your hips turned toward turn, turns turned toward Fox. And two guys with their feet in the paint, another person guarding the ball. And what Fox does, he takes two dribbles to the middle of the court. The, the help comes to contribute or to like towards, towards foul line, takes two dribbles, help comes to contain, throws it to Harrison Barnes, who steps into a wide open three, his seventh of the game. This is emblematic of what the Blazers problem was in this, is that actually that's probably staying within scheme, load up to the ball, show bodies, rotate all the way over hard, commit to the rotation, show him and build that wall. But that's the that's the KYP that Billups is talking about. The dude on the opposite wing, the dude on the opposite wing from the ball, has made six three pointers. He's he was six of eight from three at that point. Harrison Barnes is on 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 pace on his way to a career night. You can't help that much. And and Billups said this, and I thought this was really 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 insightful and really um, it was refreshing to hear him say. It's like at some point the rules have to change because because you got a shooter now. You got a hot shooter and you have to break the rules and you have to stay closer and you have to stay more attached. And if that means breaking the larger scheme, well, now the scheme has to adjust because you have to adjust on the fly to that opponent. Billups said they didn't do that well. And I thought that was really refreshing because that was kind of the the observation I had. And and to hear Billups call that out specifically is really meaningful to me. Can the Blazers correct that? No, but I thought them being able, I mean, not no, but I'm, I have some skepticism over like them sort of fixing this overnight but like being able to diagnose that before they watch film before they you know get in there like that was meaningful to me and then on to nurk this is the, the one of the sort of um, insight. One of the other insightful things that Nurk said is, that I asked him kind of about that of whether it was overhelping or what he thought it was going to be on defense, and he said that um, the number one thing is that they have to contain the ball better. And Billups mentioned this too, and he said it starts with me at the five. Like if I'm going to be at the at the level, if I'm going to come out high on on defense to stop the ball, I got to stop the ball because a lot of times you come out on defense and you kind of show a little. He shows halfway, like a soft a soft show, shows his body, and then. Um, and then tries to get back to his man who's who's in the paint. And that sort of in between time as he's recovering and the guards recovering De'Aaron Fox or Tyrese Halliburton, whoever it is, is getting two feet in the paint. You get, you get two feet in the paint. Other people have to help, you know, straight line drive. One pass is a three because if you, if there is no resistance at that point of attack, you let him get into the paint. The help comes. It's simple. Basketball's easy. So the Blazers have to make it less easy. And I think like the bad part of this game, right? Is that, the defense looked bad and they were down, you know, trailing early. They gave up 60 points in the first half. They're down 18 in the third quarter. They let Harrison Barnes get loose. They let him get loose again. Then they let him keep just stay loose because they yeah, screw it. Why not? <laughs> but like the, the positive, and this is to Nurk's point is that they, they were able to sort of quickly say, this is where it went wrong. And like I said, do, am I, am I, do I have a lot of confidence in them fixing this quickly? I do not. But I think it was refreshing to hear them quickly diagnose. It, it was refreshing to hear both Chauncey Billups and, and Yusuf Nurkic to say definitively like we not, we need to play better, but we need to do this specific thing. We need to contain the ball better and we can't overhelp when someone gets hot. Like those are specific fixable. That is an address. Like you want to put an address on it. Th- those are addresses. Um, you know, they're not names. There'll be names in film. Hey, Nurk contain the ball better. Hey, Roko, you can't help that much. Um, I thought Roko had a tough night trying to check Harrison Barnes. Those closeouts were bad. I thought, um, um he just he just didn't have a He just didn't have a good night. Um, and if he's one of the Blazers' best defensive players, if he has a bad night, it's going to be um, it's going to be tough for everybody. And then, despite all this, despite a terrible defense for for three quarter three and some change quarters, despite all that, you know the the Blazers are in. They're in it. You know, despite them, uh, I thought they gave away a lot of points inside. I that Nurk had a, a brutal finishing night, and yet he finished with like twenty and fourteen. He would he he looked pretty darn good. Like. Um, in the box score, right? But it doesn't feel as good. CJ ends up with 32, four and five. Um, but if you watch the game early on, CJ looked terrible and then he's pushing up towards 20 points, but he looked, he just had some brutal decisions and some brutal shots and late in the game. There was a, there was a late sequence late in the game where, where CJ McCollum is driving down with under a minute blazers down three and he drives to his left and tries to draw a foul and shoot, puts up a crazy shot. That's it is, um, and and Billp said it wasn't a good admitted there wasn't a good shot afterwards. And it's just um, you know, it's it's sometimes it's it sometimes it's just that simple. Is like um they played poorly and they gave themselves a chance, and a couple missed shots here in the final three minutes are the difference. CJ misses that shot there, and then there was another crucial sequence that uh that I think was in some ways not emblematic of the game, but certainly one of the deciding moments in the game. Two minutes to go, Blazer's down three, they get um a, a, a pretty darn, a, a pretty darn good look um, from deep. Like this is this is a uh, Damon Lord sidestep three. Uh, he pump fakes, sidesteps, clean look, right? Brick, his eighth miss, oh for eight. Nurkic, huge huge rebound, come down or it comes down with the ball, swings it back out to Norm. Norm steps into a deep but clean catch, hips towards the rim when he catches it. This is one of the best threes you'll get in the sport. Clangs off the back rim. Norm had just hit a three on the previous possession. He got another good look at it. Uh, you could tell by his body language he thought it was going in. Doesn't go in. Blazers come down. They actually, uh, Norm committed a foul in transition. Chauncey Billups challenges the foul, and he it was an unsuccessful challenge. I'm using quotes on that one, but... It turned out that it was uh, the, the fouls on the floor. It wasn't a shooting foul. They'd called an and one. It was a nonsense and one call. Billups gets his first challenge right, even though it was a fail, but he got it. He It worked out for him it, it, and it ended up being unsuccessful, but um, it was exactly the outcome he wanted, right? Um, they called the foul on the floor and the Blazers play pretty good defense. And yet the ball, sw- the ball swings to the corner after 20 seconds of good defense and Harrison Barnes has a three from the corner and they, and the Blazers are down six. It's as simple as that. They need they needed they need one more rotation to to uh from Terrence Davis to Harrison Barnes to stop a, a corner three, or they need to stop the ball to a, a avoid getting caught in those rotations. Uh, and and on the other end, they hit either of those threes. The ball the game's tied anyways. The Kings are probably taking a timeout. Like it's it, as poorly as they played. The game was it was still in the balance there at the end. Uh, a couple more sort of thoughts. Uh, I want to close the show with a couple more thoughts uh, on, on what we saw in this game. Uh, we went a little long on the defense stuff, but but for to me it was interesting. So uh, let's uh, let's come back in third segment. A couple more notes. Uh, a couple more notes from this game. But first, do you want to know what makes LeBron James King James? It's sleep. That's right. Sleep is his superpower. That's how why he's so darn good in year seventeen. Still, even in game one where the Lakers lost, they didn't lose because LeBron. He looked fantastic, and that's because he's getting that sleep that he needs using Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, which is teamed up with LeBron to help activate the power of sleep. Both Calm and LeBron know that your mind is like another any other muscle in your body, but you don't have to be a world champion to learn how to train it. Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, reduce stress, and perform at your best, just like NBA stars, just like Dame, just like LeBron James, just like anybody who's sleeping well and treating their brain with the respect it deserves. Sleep is critical. It's a critical part of your mental fitness routine. Listen, getting a good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things you can do for your body. So head to calm.com slash locked on NBA for a limited time. You get a 40% off a Calm Premium subscription. With Calm, you have access to nature scenes uh, and so much more, like sleep stories, meditations. You can be ready for any challenge that life throws you. So for a limited time, my listeners can join LeBron and me, quite frankly, a user of this application on Calm to get a 40% discount. A Calm Premium subscription, that's calm.com slash MBA. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com. Slash locked on NBA. That's calm.com slash locked on NBA. Today's episode is also brought to you by Sweat Block. That is, it is, listen, it's the number one selling product on Amazon.com and in the antiperspirant category. And that's because it works. It stops excessive sweat for up to seven days. It's doctor-created and doctor-recommended. And it's more powerful and more effective than your leading clinical antiperspirants. Here's how it works. You take one of the sweat block wipes. Uh, sweat block also has deodorant and other um, other antiperspirant products. But you take one of these sweat block wipes. This is what I want to tell you about today. You wipe it where you know you're going to sweat. Whether that's in your underarms, your, your back, your neck, wherever it might be. You know if you're a heavy perspirer, where it's going to be. Wipe, wipe on a sweat block wipe. Go to sleep, wake up, take a shower, and go about your day with confidence, knowing that perspiration will not be a problem that day. Guaranteed. In fact, the, the dry shirt guarantee is what sweatblock sweat is giving you. It'll keep you dry or get your money back. So go to, to sweatblock.com right now. Use that promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. I'm still listening to locked on blazers we talked about the good we talked about the bad now let's get some news and notes uh, or just some notes uh, emptying the notebook um couple things damian lord played 40 minutes in this game that's too many uh, some of the talk this off season was how Dame was going to play less. I've kind of poo pooed that idea thinking that he'll play about 34 minutes a night down from 35 and a half. Like he'll play a minute less. Maybe he'll play 35. Like that he'll be right in that range. Th- 34 to 36. It's just what he's going to play. It's about what stars play in the league. That's, that's how much he's going to play tonight. He played 40. Um, it, Chauncey was, Bill was asked to explain this and I, his answer didn't really make sense to me. He was like at, he, you know, entering the fourth quarter, he had played 31 minutes and I, I... Um, And I tried to hold him out as long as I could. And then I had to bring him back at the nine minute mark. It wasn't when he brought him back. That was the problem. It was the fact that entering the fourth quarter, he'd played 31 minutes, played 20 in the first half. You play 20 in the first half. You're set up to play 40. You need to play 18 in the first half. That's the math. Two minutes doesn't sound like a lot, but it adds up over time. That's just too much. Uh, Damon admitted that he felt like he played 40 minutes after the game. It's too many minutes, too many minutes. Simple as simple as that. You need to play less. Um, he doesn't need to play crazy less. I'm not asking Chauncey Phillips to play Dame like th- 10 minutes less, but he needs to play, he needs to play 35 minutes. Like you need to steal him two and a half minutes in each half. You just, you, you got to figure it out. The other thing in the sub pattern that I noticed was it felt like Chauncey Phillips um, was really quick in his rotations. Um, felt like he didn't stick with a group. Like, uh, in the first half, you know, Nas came in early at the, uh, at now came in first at the six minute mark. And then, uh, Zeller and Nance came in at about the four and a half minute mark, about 90 seconds later. That's fine. That's like a normal sub rotation. Uh, but then that group only played together until the two minute mark. And then they brought back in, uh, ant and, uh, ant and CJ. And, and that was, and it was going to be, okay, now we're going CJ plus bench. But then they, um, but then they opened this, the, uh, second quarter with Rocco back in the game and Nance's spot. So Nance only played, he only had a four and a half minute shift, four minutes and 20 seconds, four minutes and 24 seconds, according to my notes. Like th- that's just not long enough. He needs to play more. Um, And the, f- in the third quarter, I thought it was the same thing. I thought, the- I thought the subs were a little too, a little too fast. Like, I I didn't think like any five man group got a chance to play together, find a groove and go. It was kind of mixing and matching. Some of that is just, First-time head coaching stuff. Substitutions are, the are you know, you just don't have many um, cracks at them. And developing a strong rotation, a sense of rotation is different than a feel. And a feel can be, uh, hey, Nurk, go get him. Hey, you know, hey, Larry, go get him. Hey, Roko, go get him. But it's like if you've only given that group two minutes to play together, they maybe only had four possessions together on offense. Um, I thought the I thought the rotations were I thought the rotations were too short, too quick. Um, not something I ask Phillips about because like, uh, let's just see if he does it in another game. And then it's like, okay, this is a trend. If it's like a one game thing where he he screwed it up, it's like this isn't something I want to bang on him for like game one of, of, of his of his tenure, but Uh, that's, I didn't like that quite frankly. Um, I wish he had, uh, I wish he'd just given, given guys longer, longer stints. Uh, I I thought that was notable. Um, the other thing is that, um, we saw that when Nazir Little came into the game, he got some, uh, primary assignments. And I thought that was really, um, to me, that's really intriguing because, you know, he comes in the game and he checks De'Aaron Fox, uh, that's not just like Nas you're going to play real minutes that's like Nas you're going to play real minutes and this real role as someone who's going to have to defend on the wing I thought um I thought that was meaningful uh another thing that's that was in my notes was that when the game was on the line Damon CJ weren't off the ball uh this wasn't this wasn't you know the off ball experiment stuff um I don't think they did it a ton but Ant played um off the ball a little bit or on the ball a little bit and let let uh both guys play off the ball he played with both like we saw all the groupings um th- we saw we saw all three guard groupings and we saw all three big man groupings uh, or all four big man groupings you know at each roko played with nurk roko played with zeller uh nance played with uh nance played with nurk and nance played with zeller like we 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 got to we got to sort of mix and match those groupings a little bit. uh we we saw uh, one possession of Nance at center on defense at the end of the game, uh, just in a foul situation. I'd like to see them go small, but Zeller played well. It's um, it's, it's hard to want to take him off the court. Those were the, the that's that's notable. But at the end of the game, uh, the. the we didn't get a ton of movement sets when the game was sort of on the line. The ball may moved a little bit more, but this was, they went back to running pick and roll and getting and doing what they do. Um, and I think this, this is notable because for the idea that there's like this like massive offensive overhaul coming, I don't think that's necessarily the case. They're doing different stuff, using Nurk at the elbows, running a bunch of action where they set two screens away, and you read off those screens. Running stuff where guys, you know, uh, start off the ball, letting Dame and CJ sort of dictate from which side of the floor to go um, to to start things, and not starting everything in the middle of the court and running that full spread pick and roll. But when the game was on the line, when when it was the last five minutes, um, it was Dame and CJ running high pick and rolls, um, and a bunch of CJ operating because he was really good in this game. Um, you know, he had he had he had he was the one who had it going Um, Dame didn't this is um, sometimes it's like that Dame you know 0 for 9 from 3 it's not gonna be a lot of nights like this but this was a night when he didn't have it going the other note I have I am totally comfortable with Dame taking the last shot 100% and totally comfortable there's no hesitation in my mind Um, he's a better creator of his own look from deep than CJ is if it was a two-point game I might say give the ball to CJ because he has more um, variety in his mid-range shots than Dame does. Dame's still a better scorer late in games, um, so I would kind of always lean towards him, right? But um, he Dame just uh, Dame from deep is he's better at getting his shot off. He has deeper range, so he can get a shot off from further away. He's just stronger at getting loose and shedding guys. O for eight, whatever. This is you trust. You trust him. So if like I have zero qualms every single time I'm going with Dame. Um, Maybe I'm talking to a straw man. Maybe no one thinks like you go away. You know he's ice cold, so you go somewhere else. But to me, that's you got to you. You kind of just this the way the team is built and the way the team is it believes in itself dame has to take that shot and 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 you have to live with him making it and he talked at length um about you know the willingness to miss it and also as well as um how he's not going to let this he, in the past he may have let a bad shooting night stick with him um but over the last 3 or 4 years um he's really learned to let these bad shooting nights go so they don't turn into bad shooting streaks like he said when he gets in the car tonight i like this um that he'll probably when he he's he t- telling us in the in the post game press conference. But he's like, when I get in the car tonight, I'll probably have a moment where I'm like, damn. I took nine and I missed nine. He's like, but then nothing's going to like nothing. He won't let it drag beyond that. He's, he's not going to like go to the practice facility and get a thousand threes up. Um, and in the past he might've, he might've like said, okay, I'm going to like, I want to see the ball go in. I'm going to go get a thousand makes in like he's, he's a dude who works so that that isn't wild for him. He's going to go through his normal shooting routine. He's going to go to the cold tub in the steam room and do what he does and then go home and spend time with his kids. Like he's, he's not going to fret. And, I think there's like I said like I think there was more bad than good in this game, but afterwards hearing the way Billups and hearing the way Dame and hearing the way Nurk talked about it, um I was more like, "Oh, this team's vibe is off and it's bad and this is this is a wreck w- watching the game." And then hearing them talk afterwards, you know, sometimes there's just like I think the way Billups is, is like he is just um, very even keel and he is always going to just exude this level of calm and confidence. Like I think that's his vibe and that's what he's doing. Always try to put off. And maybe the times are going to like, maybe it's going to get, there's going to be a bunch of losses in a row and that'll be a little bit off-putting. Um, but between him and the way Dame is after losses and the way Dame was after this loss, not mad. Um, he, wasn't, he wasn't mad. He was just like, yeah, I, I wish I had made more threes because we would have won the game. We didn't play well, but if I hit four threes, it's a totally different game. If I make three out of nine threes, it's a totally different game. Um, And I I, I thought there's sort of comfort. And and Nurk saying that, because sometimes after losses, Nurk can just be, um, he can be a mess. Like he's just, he's an emotional guy. And sometimes he's just pissed um, and you see it. And he didn't seem mad in that way. He didn't seem ruffled that way. Maybe it's a product of it being game one, you know, but um, it was... To me, their sort of demeanor um, and, and and my read on their demeanor as authentic made me feel like this isn't a reason to freak out. Now, the next game is against the Phoenix Suns, who are really good, and they might thrash the Blazers, and then there might be some reason to freak out. But, like, I thought there was more bad than there was good in this game, and yet I don't come away... Um, I don't come away, like, you know, s- smashing the panic button. I come away thinking, like... The Blazers bench looks like it can help. On a night where Dame shoots better, they'll get there. And if they're just... if they just don't have the third quarter that they had, they're in a much more competitive position. I thought the first half, the first three quarters were just bad news. Um, but I thought the third quarter was particularly just like, didn't give themselves a chance to get back in the game and made the fourth quarter too hard of a charge. When you make it too hard of a charge, you need too many breaks. And they didn't even, they did they got all the breaks they needed. They just missed a shot at the end. Uh, but I come away from this not panicked at all. I come away from this thinking like, yeah, they didn't look good. Yeah, there was some first-time coaching stuff from uh, Chauncey Billups that I didn't like, but for the most part, um, this was just this was a a loss that'll happen against uh, a Kings team that shot pretty well from three. Um, I'm I'm not going to freak out, uh, but I but admittedly I'll say it for like a seventh time here: more bad than good. Absolutely, more bad than good in game one. Uh, but I'm not. I'm I'm not. I'm not there's no red light on here yet. This is um we're we're still cruising ahead uh, and we'll see what the Blazers look like in games to come. Friday show, do not miss it cuz you know who's joining the show is Nazir Little. Portland Trail Blazers own Nazir Little is going to join me on the show. So you're gonna to want to come back on Friday. You're gonna to want to be here, and you're gonna to want to tell your friends to be here that Nas is gonna be on the show. It's two Tar Heels chopping it up. So make sure you come back Friday show. You can watch it on YouTube. Uh, we'll have I'll have video of our uh, of our chat uh, in Friday show. So make sure you make sure you see that. We'll also look ahead to the weekend's game, um, and and uh, it should be a ton of fun. So tell your friends about this. Tell your friends to subscribe on YouTube. We can't get to a thousand subscribers without Halloween without you. So if you're listening to this and you haven't subscribed. Go to YouTube right now and subscribe. I would I would really, truly appreciate it. Tell your friends about this podcast and tell them they can get it wherever they already get podcasts. In addition to YouTube, just search Lockdown Blazers. We'll be right there waiting for you. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.